Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, listener, and welcome to episode 42 of the From the Finney podcast with Lady, Jimmy and me, Jake. In this episode, we'll discuss our first draw in exactly a month, an improved performance, maybe answer a couple of listener questions, and then we'll finish off by looking ahead to Saturday's game against Huddersfield Town. Enjoy! How are we, boys? Are we good? All right. Yeah. Good. I quite enjoyed that one, too. It was nil-nil. It was one of them. It was, it was not too bad. Yeah. Dances, both ends. Yeah. I think... In, in, improved performance overall um, which obviously we're, we're crying out for results at the minute but I think equally we were looking for an improvement on the pitch in terms of how, how things were were done and, and how the games flowed and yeah I'd say tonight was definitely an improvement but well, it, couldn't, it couldn't have got much worse than Saturday could it let's be honest I was just going to say that no it, it, that's about that's about as bottom of the, uh, as bottom of the barrel as you're going to get um, but yeah, before we crack on, just a reminder again that you can support us here at From the Finney with a donation. Just head over to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney, and all the money that's received will help to keep the podcast and the website running and is hugely appreciated. We've had a few more really positive reviews come through on Apple Podcasts as well. So thank you very much for that. And again, if you've not reviewed, left us a review on there, then go over and, and leave us one. But yeah. Boys, obviously, we've just mentioned an improved performance, and and I do think that was the case tonight. I think was it 10, 10 shots we had in the first half, which is the most we've had in the first half this season. It was good. Yes. It, it was good that we were a lot more attacking, but also obviously it left us open and QPR had some good chances. But it, it it made for a good game. It was better than the couple I've seen so far, and and obviously Saturday I missed, but <laughs> listening to it and and you'll be thankful you missed guys. it. Yeah, it was it was really good. I thought it was a really good first half, especially. It was very, very entertaining. Yeah, no, definitely. And like you said, that obviously they had a couple of chances early on. Rode all up with them. Well, I, I think rode all up. It's a good save, isn't it, from Iverson for the uh, for the first one for Lyndon Dykes. Great save. Yeah, I thought that first ten minutes we looked a little, little bit suspect in terms of the back four that been put together. Yeah, you know, we had a we had a left back playing left centre back. We had a centre back playing right back. And I think, you know, there's a massive gap in the first couple of minutes. I know it's between um, story. Hughes, and, Hughes and Story. It was massive. But then as soon as they sort of pulled it together, after about five or six minutes, you know, they, they, they sort of went back to the normal width of the penalty areas as a back four, as a cohesive unit. It sort of, it, it developed over the game. You know, it's always going to take, a, a you know, a back four time to settle in. Um but apart from that one early chance, I didn't really think they really threatened. They had that one where the lads tried lobbing Iverson when it was a bit mixed up between them and, and Vandenberg, but it was, it was a nothing chance really for me. Um, it wasn't a big chance, no. No. There was a, I think, a, few, a few dangerous balls played into the box, wasn't there? But they, I think we said it a few weeks ago, we never really felt, well, I certainly didn't feel like they were going to score tonight. Like saying that, I didn't feel like we were either, but. No, we've had the better chance in the game, haven't we? I think that's that's yeah. pretty evident. I think Anthony Gordon, every time he got on the ball, dangerous. 
I think him and Ben Whiteman had a clear understanding, which was good to see. You know, that the, the clever players sort of knew where each other was going to be, and you can just tell like they're that next level above. Um, you know, I, Brad Potts worked hard. I know, obviously, his shooting wasn't great, um, but you know, he. he He's tried, you know, and he's put himself about. I think, I think, yeah, I think in general play, I think he was he was all right, was Brad. But like you said, it was just those moments in the final third, and it's it's a shame for for us as fans that obviously the majority of our chances have fallen to him, and he's shanked him. Yeah, because tactically, I mean, obviously the back four, and then we had two holders in terms of Brown and White, but after that, it was pretty much a front four. You look at the average positions on sofa score. And it is literally a front four. Anthony Gordon's the highest player up the pitch because yeah. he play, he stayed high when when we lost the ball. So he, you know, and he stayed high and he stayed wide. So it was always gave us an, an outlet, option. didn't he? Yeah. Was, yeah didn't go got, you had Brownie back in the middle of Whiteman. So those two are industrious, you know. So they do the jobs you don't really notice. Where you got those two playing high and wide, they just fill gaps. Brownie and Whiteman really yeah, well. I said so it, you can I afford said to it play on, uh, on on Twitter at half time. I thought. I mean, it, in fairness, I did think he, he sort of faded out of the game, but I thought in the first half, Brown, with his energy especially, had, had quite a good first half, but just looked tired as the game went on. Um, and I think that's just as a result of him playing so much, to be honest. Yeah. I think the other thing, I just, you can just tell he's not played at centre mid for five, six games, you, you you know, when you put someone back in and then you try and develop partnerships again, when it's a completely different midfield three again, it's like Potts, Potts, Whiteman and Brown haven't played together, I don't think, as a three. Yeah. I can't remember them playing threes, no, playing together. The other thing I'd mentioned about partnerships, that's our seventh different back four or back five in the nine games Iverson's played. It's frightening. That's, that's the first clean sheet he's kept as well, isn't it? Uh... Don't think so, but I'm not. 100%. For me, that's that's the best I've seen. Preston nine times a season, and that's the best system with personnel I've I've seen. It looked mm. more balanced everywhere. Like has huge Hughes played left um, centre back for you guys before in the past? Mainly in a three, because he, he played when I used to play against him when he was at Peterborough and when he was at other. He he, he played centre half then quite a lot. He was a good centre half. He's big, isn't he? he? Can win headers and he's yeah, quite really you know, good in the air, football. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I think. I think it'll be really good because obviously he's got a bit of mobile, mobile about him. Um, obviously, Brownie Whiteman in the middle and you've got your, your wingers and you've got Pops. I know Pops. I thought Pops was good tonight. He got The thing for me, he got in really good opportunities, good good positions. So that's a good yeah. thing for me. Um, he scored really. He scored goals at every club. I know Blackpool. Don't talk about that name. Sorry, I mentioned that name. But, <laughs> you know, he scored. A, he's had a really good um, ratio at Blackpool, at Carlisle, um, Barnsley. So he, he can score goals. But I just think You've got better there at that ten position with with DJ or Shawnee Maguire. I just think even you could play um, you know, your man there, Gordon as well. So which yeah, is a shame, really. Scott, he's, a good, he's a good player, but he scores goals, so maybe he needs a run. Yeah, Scott Sinclair's played there as well a few times in that sort of whether pocket. he's played as a as a say again, Jim. In the pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Just whether he's just a, a second striker or you've got or, better options. Yeah, I think one though. one player that I think is worth a mention. Did really well for me, Seth Vandenberg tonight. Obviously, his first start since he joined. He's a bloody big lad, isn't he? Yeah, I think on the ball, you know, he's put a great ball in for Gordon's chance. Another centre half missed it. Um, 
it, I think it took him 10 or 15 minutes to settle into the game. I think it's a bit like the entire back four, to be honest. But yeah, did well after that. Looks, manager, someone texted me and said he's a bit like Bambi on ice at times when he gets on the ball, but he's better in terms of quality than that. You know, he's actually, you can tell he's he's decent. Yeah. So I just, just find it a little bit strange that we've gone the centre half at right back, but fair play to him. He's done a, he's done a good job there tonight. Well, I was just going to say, without wanting to bang the drum that we've banged plenty of times on here, it's a it's a damning indictment of how the manager sees Joe Rafty's future if he's playing a centre back at right back. It is what it is, mate. I think we've covered that ground in the yeah, fight. Like I said, it's, you know, I don't want to go over that. it again, but yeah, I thought I thought overall he, he played really well. He's calm on the ball, isn't he? Yeah, calm under so, pressure. Good full debut. That I'm quite happy yeah. because that, that'll be his first. Full league game, won't it, for any club? Because unless he played, I think what, he played, he's he, played in the cup for Liverpool, hasn't he? Yeah, what used to go to Liverpool? Because he wouldn't have played in Dutch football, will he? Only, in the league. only about two years ago. So he might have played in Holland, but it won't have been. It won't have been Eredivisie or anything like that, will it? It'll have been like mid-double something else. I thought you were steady. I thought yeah, as, yeah. as David goes, he'll get more confidence going forward. But I think. What do you want from a fullback? You want him to be steady, you know, yeah. keep his position, not get beat 1v1, good on the ball. And he did all of that tonight, I think. Yeah. 22, 22 appearances in um, the Eredivisie for PEC's Waller. That's Waller. So not bad then. They, start at, they, they give their debuts at right back or left back, do you know what I mean, as a, as a centre half, just to get them in. And then they'll move back to centre half. But I thought I thought he was quite good out there. He was all right, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Thought all about four did well tonight. I thought Story had a good game. I thought Hughes that, for that yeah, Austin, you, didn't he? Story. Yeah, I Large, think Hughes largely. Hughes up. Well, to be fair, the, the bigger threat out of the two of them was Lyndon Dykes because Lyndon Dykes just throws himself into everything. So <laughs> it's a bit like a, a bit like he's a batman man. at times, wasn't he? Well, he's just a batman man, isn't he? Yeah. And then obviously he, he creates scraps for Austin and then Elias Chair to feed off. Thought we kept him really quiet tonight because he, you know, when he got on the ball, he looked dangerous. Chair, but like if you don't, if you starve him of possession and starve him of the ball, then he, he can't create anything that way. And I think we did that really well tonight. Um, it was our third he'd, clean he'd sheet, by the way. Ten, he'd be the perfect ten player. Yeah, like he's just good on the ball, isn't he? He's just like I think it was the first five or ten minutes of the second half. They QPR came out and they came at us, and they used chair really well. I think there was oh. a moment very early on in the second half, wasn't there, where he sort of broke forward. He had bags of space and played, I think it was Todd Kane, was it, at wing back on the right. Yeah. Played him in and, and you thought, hmm, that could be a sign of things to come in this Remember half. Remember he came to Preston, Todd Kane? He was at, yeah. played three games. Was yeah. that when you were there? Yeah, yeah. yeah weird, weird boy, weird, wide man, like proper Londoner. All right, geezer. <laughs> <laughs> I had a like strut and all that stuff. Like, has he got has he got an injury? But it's just the way he walks stuff like that. But, nice boy, like he's a nice boy. Thought he's a wide boy though. They didn't not have a boot, not have a boot full of dodgy gear. No, uh, no, he didn't actually. Um, I wouldn't put it past him though. <laughs> who was That's... that? Who was that at North End? There must have been someone that must have been North selling End. some dodgy uh, stuff. No, I don't. We really had anyone at North End. You know, we had one at Stevenage, John Ashton, the centre half, but. We didn't really have one at, at, um, at Preston, you know. No, we didn't. You'd probably put it like past, you'd probably think Welsh would be the man, wouldn't you? But yeah. no, it wasn't Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we didn't have one actually. The true story, no, we didn't. Fair enough. Usually, every club probably does have one, I know, but. 
Yeah. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah, I would have. I would have thought either Kingy or Welshy, but <laughs> Kingy, yeah. <laughs> Kingy was just Kingy was flogging all his um, building gear, bricks and mortar, and all that stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought first half tonight. I thought Chad Evans struggled a bit. He was coming deep quite often, but as the game went on, you you could see more and more how much of a pain in the arse he is to play against. And second half, I thought he did really well. And he looked, he looked really pissed off to be taken off as well. Had a good chance as well in his second half, that header. Yeah. A really good chance, but I thought he did well. So if you look at our forward options at the minute, we don't really have many. We've got Evans or Reese because Maguire's injured. He's not going to play Barkey up there. He's not going to play Sinclair up there on his own. So let's be honest, we're playing the best option we've got this moment in time up there. And yeah. he, he led the line well. You know, Jeff Cameron's an experienced player. Plenty of Premier League appearances under his belt as well, and he, he's given him a good game tonight. Um, I thought it linked it up well. You know, the thing is, like, because we were playing that high up the pitch in terms of that four, then it did become a little bit direct at times in terms of getting out of Whiteman's feet and either get it wide or get it into Evans's feet. So, look at this, what it is. I, I thought we did all right tonight. It's just no goal. Just no him on, isn't it? Goal. Yeah. I don't think it helps missing the penalty on Saturday either. No, I mean, no. if you look at it then, he scored, what, two in six then? You can look at that as a strike at the Championship, you think, not a bad record. But like, when it comes like one in, what is it, one in eight now? One in seven, one in eight? Yeah. But we're just not clinical across the park. I think that's the biggest issue at this moment in time because we've, created, we've, we've had 11 shots in the box tonight. We had 10 on Saturday. We had 10 against Watford. So that's 31 shots in the box in the last three games. We've not scored a goal. Wow. So, you know, something's got to change in that front. You know, that's that's just that clinical edge, you know. And I think we had I think it was 11, 12, 12 shots off target tonight, only three shots on target. I mean, just got to get back in front of the goal because we are creating opportunities. We're just not taking them. So, yeah. Yeah. Frighten, frighten me that before. When I, when I just went, I looked through the last three games, it's like 11 tonight, 10 on, 10 on Saturday, and then 10 against Watford, and we've not scored a goal. Like shots in the box. Because we've created some good opportunities in those three games as well. It's not like we're not creating chances. Just a lack of cutting edge, isn't it? Mm. Potts has got a score before half time, I think it was. You know, he, on the half volley from the corner, he slipped. Yeah. That's a big chance, that. That's a big chance. Ollie messaged me during half time and he said he sent me a pitch and was, we were 4v3. And I think Potts has slipped in, I think it Gordon's to the left of yeah. him. And then he's put it, I think he's tried putting it across the box, but it's been cut out. But you know, when you're 4v3 at home, you know, half an hour into a game, you've got sort of got to take that chance. There's one you know, where, where he got he got put in down the side as well, Gordon, and he cut back onto his right. I don't remember that the first half. And, yeah, yeah, cut, he cut onto his right down. and then yeah. back onto his left, didn't he? He took it back down. If he took it down, he was in the box, wasn't he? If he took it onto his left. I know he didn't want to be on his left, but I feel he had a better chance of either squaring it or hitting it across goal. But the defender knew he wanted to cut back onto his right. So yeah. he waited for it. I think if he just committed to his left there, he would have got a... I think you would have scored definitely. Yeah, definitely. Right, right to be given the man of the match in your opinion. Yeah, yeah, very he was good. impressive, wasn't he? Very impressive and just very direct and and just you can That's what see you want, his quality. That's what you're screaming out for, isn't it? That's yeah. all you guys are screaming out for. You want directness, someone who's trying or wants to express themselves. You know, even if he does get tackled, who cares? At least he's having a go. Yeah. Express no, yourself in that. Express yourself in that final third. 
You know, he's got a little bit of confidence to do it as well. You know, you don't want to be trying to express yourself in that middle third or your defensive third. Just do it in that final third. If he loses the ball, he loses it. Doesn't really matter because end of the day, he could lose it eight times out of ten, but then two times that he doesn't lose it, the two times he'll score, and that's what yeah. you want from a creative player like that. 100%. So I think I think he was really, you know, he just looks electric. Then every time he got the ball, you think something's going to happen. Well, that's why I remember Scotty Sinclair like, but he just seems to have. Since I've been watching, he's lost that spark a little bit. When he's yeah, it's, it's an odd one with Scott because he's he's not featured a massive amount recently, has he? That is him. Yeah. That is that was that's that's his game. What Gordon does, but it just seems to not. I don't know. Does he not get enough of the ball? Is he not? Well, I know he was injured before, just before the last international break, I think. Um, so whether whether he's been rushed back, yeah, and I, I don't really know. Um, Currently, so yeah. Um, what? That, when's the last international break? We're talking months ago. Now, aren't we? Uh, maybe it wasn't uh, November. Maybe it wasn't then. I don't know. But he didn't really feature much through December and January, did he? He scored against Birmingham, didn't he? he had two, I think it was three games out. I think he missed Coventry, Forest and Wickham. And then he scored against Birmingham. And then, like, last three games, he didn't get off the bench at, at Rovers. Didn't come. Didn't play against Cardiff. Started against Watford, but came off after what, about 20 minutes to go. Played night to night. Just like... Just not getting a run of games. I think looking looking at that, it's like he's not actually putting a run together of like consistent nineties or you know ninety seventy ninety that sort of thing. So he, I think we'd starved him. We, did, we didn't really get him on the ball enough tonight either. I don't think you know it's hard for a creative player when the game's pretty much being played on the left side of the pitch. I think it's like 40 percent was down our left tonight. You know, and that's where Gordon was because I think that's that's the channel we went down. That's that's the player we aim for, and it just sort of starved Scott a possession doing that way. Yeah, yeah. What did you make of the substitution, Anthony Gordon for Tom Barkhausen? I think that's not a bad sub, Barky, because he's got full of energy. You know, when you're still pushing for a game and you bring on that energy, but I don't know whether it was the right player <laughs> to bring yeah. on. Yeah. I think um, the the only thing that I can think in sort of not in Neil's defence, but that I can think he's he's thought right. I'm going to bring Anthony off. Is two weeks ago I think it was. He he, he had an injury and he missed a game, and then um, he's he's had sort of limited minutes since then. So he was the one. He was the one that came off with four minutes to go, wasn't he? So no, he came, no, he came off with about ten or fifteen. Okay, okay. I, I, yeah, just, was, I, I think it was a right side, but the wrong person. I think Barky's a good one to bring on with the energy and you know the running, full of energy, that full of running in behind, maybe to get make a chance or or make them make a mistake. But I just I think he was a wrong wing one to bring off because he, he's all even if he is getting tired. I, I know he's thinking, oh, I might run the risk of getting him injured and missing him again. But he's the one who's going to unlock a door, wasn't he? That tonight, just leave yeah. him on. 80th minute, where but I think leaving it to the 80th minute to make your first sub when you're nil nil. Yeah, when you when you're on top of a game at, at home, I think that's far too late. You know, he could have been a lot more proactive with his subs. I think for me tonight, you know, yeah. if it gets to 60-65, you know, try and change one of the three. You know, change bring Potts off, bring Sinclair off because if he's having a quiet game, you know, Sinclair for Bark, he was a sub for me. Yeah. You know, I'd probably put either DJ or Malumbi on for Potts just because then you retain that energy from a DJ or a Malumbi perspective, but also you've got someone who's you know, positive on the ball as well. So it's you're not actually losing anything. Potts was industrious tonight, don't be wrong, but 
I think if one of those two, three chances he's had tonight falls to DJ or Malumbi or somebody Sinclair. else, then Sinclair maybe, then I think they might, you know, at least at the target. That, that's the issue for me tonight. Like, you know, he's had, he's probably had our bet, better opportunities in the game, apart from Gordon's header maybe and Evans' header in the second half. But they've all fallen to pots in. Unfortunately, he's put them into sort of road 20 every time. It's like, yeah. come on. But, you know, next one it'll fall to him and he'll put it in back at net. That, that's the enigma of a player that he is, you know, because he does it away from home. Like, he can score goals for fun away from home, but at deep down, it just doesn't seem to happen for him. It's just strange. Yeah, a question that we've had come in from uh, a new new writer for the website, actually, Sam Whedon. He's asked what Brad Potts' best position is, do we think? Whether it's out wide, whether it's centrally, whether it's pushed a bit higher in that 10. For me, it's, go on, go on, Jimmy, go on. He gets on the ball a lot more when he's in the 10, like he did tonight. When he was at his best is when we played three tens. You know, when we went to Stoke last season and he played just behind the front and man. he scored just, twice. We scored the first and I think he set up the second. The second's come from a corner that I think it's come from one of his runs. Um, but he, I think it was him, DJ and Brown as three tens playing behind. It might have been Barky playing behind Maguire. I forgot, I forgot who played up front. But that's when he's, he's best for me, when he can get on the ball, but he's not having to get stuck out wide. Mm. And because he, he's full of energy, he's, full, he's got bags of energy. That's his biggest asset for me. You know, he's, he's good at getting up and down. And he'll, what was the goal he scored when he arrived late into the box? Was it Reading? 93rd yeah. minute. You know, last, last minute of a game, and he's, he's darting through the middle of the pitch because he, he's got that energy and he's got that sort of awareness. I know. One, one of his best games for me that, that sticks out was the. Um, the West Brom one at home last season, you know, when they beat us 1-0 with that dodgy penalty in the last minute. Mm. And he he deployed Potts in the middle to man-mark whoever it was for West Brom, I can't remember, and he was brilliant. A Pereira. Yeah, and he, he marked him out of the game all night. He ran his bollocks off. And I remember logging on to Twitter afterwards and there was people absolutely hammering him. Yeah, but and, if people don't like him, they don't like it. You know, yeah. I've seen it tonight, like people just don't like they like him as a footballer. It but I, I sort of I, each to their own, like everyone's got an opinion because that's football at the end of the day. Well um, we wouldn't be here without that, would we? But exactly, yeah. But you know, he does offer us something. It's not like he's stealing a living or anything like that. Like he does offer us something as a footballer. It, it just I think feels like us- with Brad, when he has a bad game, like you say, because people seen not to like him mm. gets highlighted more than if someone like I would say Hughes but he, that's probably a bad example because I think it's the same with him keeper. Um, if, if the keeper had a bad game yeah we, we'd sort of gloss over it but it's just one of them isn't it like if people don't like him as a player they don't like him and no one's going to change that but yeah. he does offer something because I Away from home, especially, I think he's a better away from home player because of the energy he brings to the team. And you know, we're a good team when we're on the transition. When when we're on the counter attack, he's a good player to have in our side at that point because of his energy levels. Because he will get us up up the pitch. So it is what it is. Like you know, he's not going to please everyone. Yeah, for me, he's a ten. He's a ten mm-hmm. playing against him and doing homework as a as an opposition team when we when we're doing our lead up to the game when we played against him is. If he plays as a 10, he's dangerous because everything you've just said there, he lands on stuff, he anticipates second balls, high energy, ar- arrives at the right time, late. But if he plays deeper 
as a, a, a normal midfielder or a four defensive midfielder, we, we said, because he has got that energy to bomb on, he leaves spaces. So we targeted him. We said, right, if he's playing as a 10, we need to watch him. But if he plays as a four, we can then flip it and say, well, that's our opportunity to go and hurt them because he vacates that midfield area a lot. Yeah, try and exploit him a bit. Yeah, so then we, we used to try and hurt that team with him. But but when he plays as a 10, he's dangerous. He, he scores goals. He does land on stuff. I know he hasn't set the world alight since being at Preston, but he, for me, he keeps landing on, on chances and that's a good thing. You know, it's only a matter of time before it starts going in. Yeah. But will he be afforded that time? I don't think so. And I, and I also think that there are better options than, than him, um, if I'm being brutally honest, at this moment at Preston. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're you're far wrong there, to be fair. Um in terms of tonight then overall, I think for me, it, for the first time in a long time, it felt more like an Alex Neal performance of old. If that makes sense, Jim. I know obviously you'll have seen more than than Lady in terms of our performances under Alex, but just sort of that high intensity, creating chances, getting shots off. And I just hope it's a sign of things to come between now and the end of the season. Because I think if, don't get me wrong, it's a possibility. And I think we got criticised a little bit for not talking about it on uh, Monday's episode. It's Of course, it's a possibility that we could get sucked into a relegation battle. I don't think it'll happen. I think there's three worse teams than us this season. Um, and I'd say we're probably only, what, three, four wins off getting enough points to be safe. I, yeah, think we'll we'll pick, I think we'll pick those points up between now and the end of the season. But I think what can do the manager a massive favour is if those performances continue and people see that an improvement in that regard. Yeah, well, we're nine points ahead of Birmingham with 14 games left. And Birmingham are just outside the relegation zone. You know, everyone in, in a drop zone has got games in hand on them. A lot of them have got two and Chef Wednesday have got one. So I predict that Birmingham will drop into it quite quickly. Coventry with four point we're six points head off. They're four points off the top zone. So yeah, I, d- I don't think we're in a relegation scrap by any stretch of the imagination. You know, Blackburn have gone below us tonight. You know, people for, for them winning the league back in August or September, whatever it was, you know, and they're fifteenth night league. You know, so it's a little bit of reality. Yeah, we've said it before. We're a mid-table team. You know, doing mid-table things. We're going to draw games. We're going to lose games. We should win. We're going to win games. We should lose. It's just one of those things, really. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've glossed over our performances to be fair you know I just think we're just doing mid-table things as a team and it's you know and we'll continue to do that you know we've got 14 games left of the season we'll probably pick up what 18, 20 points at the rate we're going you know that'll put us on sort of 59, 60 points which will keep us safe you know we only need probably 12 or 13 points to be safe anyway. Yeah. You know, uh, I think if it comes down to the last six games and we need 10 points, then I might be a little bit twitchy because our running's horrendous in terms of teams we're playing. But no, I think we'll be fine. Scott? I, I agree. Now, again, watching the, the nine games over the course of this season, I agree with Jimmy, is a mid-table side. You know, excellent performance against Blackburn. Um, really good away performance, get the points. Watch tonight, you know, decent, probably deserved maybe maybe the win, maybe the draw, because they did have a few chances. I know we're talking about we've had quite good chances, but they had a few good ones as well. And then I've seen some before Christmas where it was a bit like, oh, 
That's rubbish. But so I, I totally agree. They're, they're mid-table side, Preston. Um, you asked me what they need to be. We talked about this last week on my first couple of podcasts. Is money? You need to be able to spend money on a striker. That's that's all. That's what Preston have missed since probably. Well, who was the last goal scorer? Um, Bex, maybe. Garns, I'd say. Garns, Bex. Yeah, that's probably the, what's that? Five, six years ago now. Well, uh, I think we're forgetting Hugo as well. Jordan Hugo. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jordan, you know. So they cost money. You know what Jordan went for? You know, and what he's gone yeah. and done. So you've got to spend money. He's sitting top of the league, isn't he, at the minute? Yeah. So that that's that's the difference. We've talked about that. That is the difference between being a mid-table side and being a top side. Preston aren't going to get relegated. They're not. No, they're not. Yeah, there's just, I, I think there's too many teams that are going to play each other in the bottom sort of six and they'll, they'll take points off each other. So we'll be fine. You know, we'll, we'll pick up points. I think I think by the sort of middle of April, we'll probably be classed as definitely safe. And then you look at the games we've got left after that. Look at that Barnsley game with about two or three games to go and they're flying. They could go fifth if they win that game in hand. This the championship's just mental, isn't it? You know, Cardiff have gone six tonight. You know, no one saw anybody gate crashing the top six sort of five, six weeks ago. You know, it was pretty much set in stone, weren't it? Bournemouth were well clear, and now all of a sudden it's tied up again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got so. what Forest away on the last day as well. We played Brentford in there as well, don't we? We've got we've got everyone still to come out with really Brentford, Norwich. Oh, Christ, you know, yeah, I'm Swansea. Looking at it. There's a spell in the way. I think it's Norwich, Swansea, Brentford. Norwich, Swansea, Brentford, Stoke, Derby, Coventry, Barnsley, Forest. Is that yeah, that's what, what I mean. Like our running's a little bit shaky, like because you don't want to be go, you don't want to be going to Coventry with three games to go and them needing a win to stay up because you know you're sort of into not nice territory than I. If it's no. it's just gonna be a scrap, so. Yeah, we'll just look, take it as it comes. It's there's positive signs there tonight. So many more positives than the way on Saturday when it was, you know, dire. But let's see what um, what Saturday brings. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. There'll be goals. Yes, there will be. There'll be goals. <laughs> you sounded like a a wise karate master then, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, no, they, they will. And I mean, Huddersfield aren't in good form, are they? No matter which way. I'm sure Huddersfield fans will try and dress it up positively somehow. But one win in the last eight, um, which obviously came at the weekend against Swansea. One win in the last 10. Come on, they've won one game this calendar year in the league. Well, and the cup, if you want to include the defeat at home to Plymouth. So, you know, won one, drawn two, lost seven of the last 10 games in the league. Before that, they were they still only won two of the previous five as well. So that what's that? Three wins in fifteen in the league. So not great. No clean sheets in the last thirteen games. You know, got beat off Derby yesterday. Derby are playing well, don't be wrong. But before that, obviously they pull off the shock of the season in terms of putting four past Swansea. Yeah. Will it be a good um, game then with with press with how Preston play as in on the transition on the break? Well, if, you know, if, if they're going to play open football, Huddersfield. If the game earlier in the season's anything to go by, it'll be a cracker. Yeah. Because that, that was, I'd say that's probably one of my favourite games from this season. Obviously, we went 1-0 down within like the first 10 minutes or something. And we grew into the game, to be fair. And then I think it was, uh, was it Emile's debut that day, Jim? 
He got oh, the man. He got the man sent off, and then he he smashed one against the bar, Emil Reese, and yeah, we were, we were brilliant. But it was Huddersfield made it what it was because even though they were down to ten men, they were just. I think did Corbran change to a three-three-three? Yeah, to finish the game. Yeah, when they went out to ten men, and they just went just went after us, and it was. I felt like I'd played after it. Hmm. it was, yeah, yeah. So it, if that's anything the, to go by, it was a relentless game, wasn't it? And I think, you know, credit to Corban because the way he plays football is he doesn't care. He just goes for it. And I think that's good for us because we're better when a team's attacking us because we're better when, a lot of the time, we're better without the ball than we are with it. Because yeah. as soon as we as soon as soon we actually get on the ball at that point, we can counter, can do in transition, and that's great. Um, you know, looking at Huddersfield, I was listening to Not the Top 20 this morning and they were talking about Aaron Rowe. Um, who's a right they've played they've tried at right back they've tried right wing they've tried him up front and now they've found a home from a left wing back so he's a right footed left wing back and I think that's some way you can exploit he's only 20 they play 3-5-2 as well I think if we play like we did tonight in terms of that shape and that setup in terms of a front four for the majority of the game you know don't run it's a 4-2-3-1 in, in essence but the way that we've attacked and we've actually pressed quite high, they've got a bit of a shaky back three. Um, Sardalad at Charlton, who got sent off in the uh, reverse game. Richard Keogh's there. We tend to have good fun against Richard Keogh. Richard Keogh against Chad Evans is just like, that's just going to be a... It's a bit going to be one to watch, bit, isn't it? It's just going to be a war in it between the two of them. So, two experienced Warriors going head-to-head. So, that'll be interested. I think it'll be a good game, you know, and obviously they've got, is it Dwayne Holmes they've got from Derby? Yeah. Recently signed in. We've been playing up front with Fraser Campbell, so I, I fancy us. I, I just, d- don't know why, because of the way we've been playing. I fancy us to score at least. Can't keep can't keep going through these games and not scoring. You know, that's another lot. Three ninety minutes in a row without scoring. Yeah. We're due, we're due a bit of luck, aren't we? Uh, in fairness, I fancied us tonight. Um, but yeah, I think... I think they'll take take heart from tonight and hopefully we, we go on and, and get the three points on Saturday. Continued that record on Sky, mate, of never playing actually that good. Especially at home. Mm. I know I know we beat Rose on it the other week, but at home it's like nil nil. I think before Christmas was it? Was that on Sky? Yeah. Friday night, I think it was. Forget solos into one half the time. <laughs> Commentators were horrendous tonight. Oh, they were, yeah. I, I quite like Lee Hendry, in fairness, but... No, I'm whoever, not a fan, to be honest. Whoever it was with him was just... He, he kept getting... Lee Hendry does my, and... my nut. He just... Don't know. Don't look about him. Don't like him. <laughs> didn't like him Harry's Heroes. Remember Harry's Heroes last year? What a programme. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Felt, he, he felt like he stuck out a little bit uh, out of the rest of the, the lads that were there. And then you've got Lee Hendry, who's like... <laughs> fit as a fiddle could probably still play it like mm. a half decent level and then you got the rest of them are all overweight alcoholics or recovering alcoholics yeah although I'll tell you what um, oh, I can't think of his name I can see him in my head Dave Fred no, uh, no on Harry's Heroes um, Paul Merson he Paul can Merson. still play can't he oh yeah crikey yeah what a player he is but yeah anyway <laughs> Sorry, you don't lose it yeah, you don't lose it up here, do you? 
Like, I, I've never had it up there, so it doesn't really matter. So, has your, has your season been called off now, Scott? Today they finally said it, it was always going to be called off. Yeah, we've only played six league games. Mental. That's <laughs> all I've done. That's six league games. We played obviously. We were in the early stage of the FA Cup, FA Trophy, so we played a lot of them games. But I think we ended up playing about fourteen games overall before it got stopped before Jesus. Christmas. And then so it's always going to be it's always going to be um, stopped. But it's like one of them where they wouldn't get their head out of their asses. They didn't want to make a decision until like Boris made his decision, and then they could yeah. hide behind that. We all know it's going to happen. But for us, we need to play with fans. So we said we'll do anything. We'll stop. We'll play on in April, whatever. But we can only start when we get fans. And obviously. Yeah. No fans till middle of May, so that's 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 our our league done for two years. So I've played two years. Um, all the records gone, so I've been nothing for two years, <laughs> which is crap. Yeah, it's not ideal. Scored so 20, all... 24 goals as well. <laughs> two years, <laughs> and they're both being all taken off. Mental, fuming. You scored twenty four goals. Yeah, I got. Um, actually, that's a lie. I got no. I got sixteen last year, and <sighs> Jesus, three this year. Where are you 19, playing? Nineteen. Center, well, centre mid, left back, centre mid or left back. Right. So, yes, 16 last year, three this year. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you on all set pieces as well? Just pens, just penalties. Just pens. Just pens. I got six out of those 19 with pens. So, but they all count, don't they? Who cares? Well, they goal, goal's a goal, isn't it? <laughs> but they don't count, though. But forget about that. It's all been kaput. It's gone. That's pants. Wiped. But there you go. We'll start again in the summer. Everything will be all right. Yeah, well, money. at least there's at least there's some end in sight. Exactly, that's what I'm happy about. There's something to work towards now, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, predictions then for Saturday. Eight two nil. Eight four? Did you just say? <laughs> 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 I tell you what, the last one could have finished about six four. Cool. I reckon. It, I reckon it'd be alright. Three one. Three one. Three one. Preston. You two said two nil. Two nil last end. Yeah, I think I think we'll win one 0 You know what that means, don't you? Three that wins predicted. It. That's a recipe of a disaster. <laughs> so, let's hope not. Um, yeah, cheers, boys. Unless you two have got anything else you want to add, then I think we can wrap that up. Nah, no, it's, good. A start. it's a start, isn't it? Good, good, good. Nil, nil. Hopefully, it's a start. Get yeah. it all run. And it's nice yeah. to sort of be feeling positive for for the first time in a few few episodes. It's entertaining. Uh, yeah, right. Cheers. Thank you very much. And thank you, listener, for listening to episode 42 of the From the Finney podcast. As I said at the start, you can support us by going to supporter.acast.com forward slash From the Finney. And if you aren't already, go and give us a follow on Twitter and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's much appreciated, as is your time, boys. Thank you very much. No worries. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Uh, Jim, I shall see you on Sunday. We've got uh, George with us for our end of month. Special. End of the oh, month. God. Crikey. How is it end of Feb? I know, yeah. Flown by. Flown by. Right, cheers, boys. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. See you soon. See you in a bit. Yeah, catch you later.